Hi, everybody. I'm Ray Williams. Welcome to the College of Sports Media 10th Anniversary Podcast. February the 4th, 2008. That's when the College of Sports Media, also known as CSM, embarked on a bold mission to train the next generation of radio and television sports broadcasters in Canada. We started with just 14 students and eight instructors. And from that humble beginning, CSM has evolved into one of Canada's top schools, known for producing and honing the talents of many well-rounded individuals in front of the cameras and microphones and also behind the scenes. 10 years later, it's a good time to reflect on the journey. In a series of podcasts, you'll hear from instructors and former students who will reflect on their memories at CSM and how it helped them to reach their potential. We hope you enjoy them, and if you do, please let us know on Twitter at C Sports Media. How's it going, guys? We got five graduates in the chair today, and as we just heard, our ten-year reunion it makes me feel a little old because I was one of the originals. I was actually <laughs> in original. this school ten years ago. A little nostalgic being here with you guys, but why don't we just fight around the table and everyone can explain uh, where they've gone since they graduated. And I guess what year you graduated. We'll start with uh, Kirby, who's got it a little tougher. He's over in our uh, side booth. Kirby, why don't you kick us off? Hey, guys, I'm over in the booth. I just want to confirm that everyone did graduate. No one got kicked out or dropped out and decided to show up here and try to make it look like I they... do have a diploma sitting somewhere. <laughs> yeah, somewhere it's yeah. framed very nicely on yeah. a shelf. Well, oh, I'm okay. uh, part of the class of 2010 and lots of good memories here at CSM. It's good to be back. Yeah, totally. I class of twenty fourteen, I, I guess. Yeah, that'd yeah, twenty fourteen, yeah. and uh, working at TSN now as a sport story editor. Excuse me, and uh, yeah, here we are. Nice to be back in the old stomping grounds. <laughs> yeah, and also twenty fourteen as well. I'm over at Sportsnet um, as a writer editor for the website, the digital side, which has grown exponentially. Um, I guess it has across the entire industry, the digital side, it's now um, a major part of the industry. Um, so it's nice to be a part of a, I guess a growing trend in, uh, in the sports media business. And I guess we all know each other pretty well here because I graduated 2014 as well. And, um, basically work with everybody who I'm sitting with, uh, TSN as well as a story editor. And, uh, yeah, it's, pretty unreal to be back here and it looks uh looks amazing definitely yeah it's kind of surreal nice, yeah it does look really cool i was part of the first graduating class which i mentioned earlier which doing math off of kirby's number kirby what year were you again uh 2010 so i was 09 i guess okay so yeah so <laughs> the only we reason i know confirm. how many because it's the 10-year reunion and i know i was first so that's the only reason that not a course yeah and math was no, not no. a course no. from yeah, mandatory uh i'm also a tsn <laughs> with uh four of the five people in this conversation. So it was kind of cool when I walked in today, we were all joking that like, who's at work right now? Cause we're yeah. all here. It's <laughs> a good um, call, yeah. But yeah, we were talking earlier about how many people from uh, TSN get hired from CSM. It seems that like you were mentioning uh, Spencer, that it seems like so many people on the row are all CSM grads and we all have our Dave Lannis stories to share when we're uh, going up to Tim Hortons. That's right. Uh, it's yeah. a lot of fun though. Roger Lajoie is good for a few stories. Yeah, yeah. Well. there's been oh, some, yeah. Some, of the, some of the originals for sure. Uh, they wanted to talk, I guess, about some of your favorite moments at the school, which I don't know about you guys, but we, I have a laundry list. I didn't go to 
school with any i guess kirby and i were here at the same time different right, years yeah. you guys um, overlapped by a year yep yep yeah. he was uh one of the almost originals same sort of deal it was a little different when we started right the school's a lot bigger now so you have like classes of 40 or so which is still great you get a lot of hands-on experience because they're not too too big but when i was here there were only 16 of us divided by two because we were split so there was only eight at a Crazy. time and even when kirby's uh class came in there still weren't that many of us even when we were all in here at the same time so Nowhere we got hide. Yeah, there's nowhere to hide. So that's I was saying that earlier. If you didn't like a course, if I didn't want to hang out with Ray Williams, I didn't have anywhere to go. I had to, you, you had know, to hang out. You had to buckle up your, uh, you know, <laughs> you had to buckle up and get ready and try and get better. And it actually helped you get a lot better at things. And I found that that was one of the best things that CSM offered was that um, even if there wasn't something that you were interested in the day that you walked in, when you left, it was a skill of yours because everything is so hands-on that I was talking with Brendan Lynch earlier, an editor. I had, I came from a broadcasting school and I wanted nothing to do with editing. I knew I didn't like it, no. but he was so great. He was so cool hands-on that I was like, okay, I want to learn these things. So I found that was one of the strengths. I don't know what your guys' favorite parts were, but I, I found that the actual, the relationships you got to build with people that were in the industry from the other school I came from, it was kind of like, this was a teacher that was in the industry a lot of years ago that might not have as good of a connection with it. Whereas here you're getting like, you watch someone on TV or you listen to someone on the radio and then you're there, your prof the next day. I found that kind of cool. That was a very similar experience for myself as well. Uh, Bolta, just uh, thinking about that. I came from Carleton university, took journalism there and I was in my second year and I didn't feel like I had learned all that much. And I think I learned more here in two weeks than I did in two years there. So I, I was almost in the same class as you actually. And I decided to finish out the uh, second year I had paid for at Carleton before uh, <laughs> not graduating and coming here instead, but uh, so much hands-on experience, so much to learn. And it definitely paid off and prepared me for uh, working at TSN. Yeah, I came from very similar situation. I did journalism at U of T and the course was an absolute dinosaur. I mean, we were still learning print and you came here and it was just so different. And we learned, as you mentioned, um, editing and radio and lots of different skills. Maybe you come here and you don't think it might be something you want to do. But then once you get a taste of it, which you're so lucky to be able to do here, when you get a taste of it, you're like, oh, wow, like, you know what? I do want to be um, behind the camera or I want to be an editor. And I think that's really, really great because we have all these skills. And in this industry now, the more skills you have, the better they want, you know, a five tool player out there. And that's definitely what you get here. Yeah, exactly. And that was also something that I felt because when I came, I feel actually very young because I came straight out of high school. You look very um, young, if yes. that matters. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Great skin. That's because I am. I'm pretty sure I was still younger than people when they started here. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I started Initially, I was like, okay, I want to be on air in some capacity, but the more I got to know the teachers and the people and just working behind the scenes, the more I enjoyed it. And now at Sportsnet, I'm doing, like Alicia said, five tools. Uh, I mean, I have to do video editing at times, uh, copy editing, writing, um, you know, a lot of just kind of the dirty work that you put in to make a website great and look nice. Um, and sometimes it is a thankless job, but it does keep you employed, um, you know, and if, you know, God forbid, of course, someone in my position loses their job, at least they've got skills in other departments where they can maybe go into another side of the field. Well, yeah. I remember with uh, Paul Smith's class, so the, we're looking at camera work and in the previous school that I came from, camera work was you took a camera out and you went somewhere on the campus grounds and you 
shot some interviews with somebody and how well could you do? Mm. Then I came here and Smitty's class was, you're at the Toronto Rock game. Yeah, you're filming right. the yeah. game that trying to follow legit. shots because mm -hmm. he is like one of the cameramen for live events at the stadiums. So you're doing, and I was like, okay, like this I can get behind. This, Although like this wasn't real. a planned skill of mine. When I looked at like the breakdown of courses we were going to do, no part of me originally was like, no, you know what? And then I realized by the end of that course, the importance of how do you frame a shot? What are you looking for? All these yeah. different skills that you learn. You appreciate but it, was because, it way more Yeah, too. but it was because here it was, there were so many layers to the classes that, you know, you don't, like you said, you called it a dinosaur. I don't want to be that mean to where I came from. But, <laughs> you're, you're, not, but you're not wrong that, uh, and another thing was even like the way that you handle the control room here. Like there were no, like the teachers weren't really taking jobs. They were obviously, they were almost like an executive producer. They would oversee yeah, everything. Totally oversee. But like someone was the switcher. Someone was on everything. And by mm -hmm. the end of it, it was like, you were going to learn it or you weren't going to get and to air. prompter. And, yeah. Again, yeah. that comes in handy where we are all the time. Well, that's the first job you end up doing it. Exactly. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And you walk in there with confidence, eh, Kirby? Exactly. You do. Like, let yeah. me spin the Prompter wheel. Prompter is my bread and butter already. Yeah. So let's go. Yeah. 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 And you're not as nervous because you're like, oh my goodness. If I mess this up for Dutchie or anybody, like, you know, you're, you're confident. You're your prompter skills. Good yeah. story for us at TSN during the Olympics. Uh, they The only thing they didn't bring with them to Vancouver was the prompter. So we spun prompter from Toronto no way. for Vancouver. Uh, it was on a slight delay. Right. So you were trying to time up Corey Warren's on cams on a two and a Online. half second delay. No. Uh, oh my God. Like just the nerd, you'd have like a three man crew doing prompter, but they were just there to like <laughs> help, wild. like for morale boost. Right, yeah, yeah. So you can do it, Tap you can do it. So all you got told was water. anything that you scroll has to be out of the screen already for it to be on time for him on the other end. Okay. So you're just hoping to get through while watching the show in this panic. But anyway, so that's an odd thing. But yeah, again, we yeah, learned so many of those type of skills here where something crazy would happen, someone would jump in, you'd have to do it a different way you know something didn't go right that day someone called in sick so someone might be doing an extra job those sorts of things but you learned all that here so when you got into those situations in the real world it was like okay it means more yeah there might be a hundred thousand people watching that show where right. you had the 12 people that were in your class that day watching <laughs> it here but you still got to got to learn those skills kirby do you have any uh favorite memories of being here uh there's so many of them uh you know, I really enjoyed the hands-on experience when we were out covering the Rogers Cup or you know, various events where we were able to instantly apply what we had learned, um, at, you know, out in the field. Uh, and then I think just my favorite memories would be the late nights here shooting stand-ups and just practicing making TV with friends over and over and over again. And everyone had long gone home and I had an apartment just around the corner, so I spent a lot of late nights here. And uh, some of our best work was done, you know, uh, late night, even even sometimes after we had uh, gone out for dinner and had a couple of pops and came back and shot some more stand-ups. <laughs> yeah, and, it's so uh, true, though. And one of, and so one of my friends, I remember uh, we were showing our final, uh, I think it was a reporting assignment with Dave Lannis, and we showed him the final product. And one of my uh, friends, Chris Pope, who was in my year, he said, Chris, that's some of your best work. And Chris looked at me and smiled. And I knew that he was a few beers deep when he did that stand up. <laughs> but uh, it was just the ability to kind of learn on your own and see what works and then get real time feedback from people in the industry who are not far removed from, you know, the industry as it is today. 
when you talk about the late hours though, that's like a reality of our job. That's right? exactly like what I was going to say. Cause yeah. you were here and there were times when you're doing late work and you're like, man, it's 11 o'clock and that's my late edit assignment. And you'd kind of grind through it. But then when you get to work and they're like, and you're an intern and they're like, Hey, can you work four to 12 tonight? Can you work till midnight? Yeah. Then at least you're accustomed to like, okay, this is part of the business, especially when you want to get into sports. That's when the games happen. That's when it is. So it's very totally. rare that people work. You factor in the West coast too. Like, it's nor, oh, nor, I'm going to be at work until 2 AM tonight. I was on, <laughs> I, I worked on that yes, talking tonight for the Canucks cup run. So right. you had to stay until the end of those games, which started at After 10 and 10 30 and in. then post sound. And then there were nights where you were like feet up, it's overtime and it's three 30 in the morning. But if you love sports, that's what you need to be prepared Those to do. West Coast, totally. you, West Coast Mayweather McGregor games fight. take you to 4 a.m. easily. Yeah. yeah. No, you're uh, right, though. And spending those semi-delusional hours in here at like 2 in the morning with edit time or, or shooting stand-ups, as Kirby was, was saying, like... But then you're proud that you made it way, in, right? Because like, you did it how the industry actually wants you to do it. You're right. proud that you made A realistic way. Yeah. All right. Of. Kirby gave us his favorite time. Spencer, you got any uh, big memories that you... Uh, well, one actually that just popped into my head, and it's more CSM related, um, insofar as it was when we were doing a live event. Um, I was doing play-by-play, play, and our friend Riley Mara was doing color for a U of T football game. Another TSN... Uh, Another alum. TSN the alum, you're right. Guys are um, everywhere. Now with the Winnipeg <laughs> Blue Bombers, Mr. Big Shot. Um, anyways, I just remember at the end of the game thinking... Did I let Riley say anything? <laughs> I was so excited to be doing play-by-play -play of a football game, my obsession, that I really just, like, I would just, I would call the play and then talk about the play, so and then sure enough, the next color. play would start. So, like, yeah, and I remember thinking at the end, like, genuinely turning and be like, dude, I'm sorry, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Like, <laughs> I was way too into it. It's also probably the only U of T football game I've ever seen also. But anyways, where I'm going with this is I found that to be super fun. And it's not like it necessarily translates to what I do now, but just having that experience, one of the many experiences that, that you do legitimately get here that I don't know, I don't know where else you can get experiences like that. Yeah, and commentary as well it also makes you appreciate it more, especially play-by-play, -play, because that is probably one of the most difficult jobs you can do in the industry. Yeah. I mean, calling a game, like, I mean, I did the same thing for soccer. Of course, it's right. a shorter amount of time because it's only an hour and a half, which makes it a lot easier, but, mm. you know, just filling in the It's also no the breaks, air, though. Yes, as well, which is a good point, but just filling in, you know, the dead air time or... Um, you know, if there really isn't any sort of action going on, you have to maybe spit out a random fact that is appealing to the to the viewer. Mm. Um, that was something that was challenging, but it also made you appreciate commentators a lot more because if they happen to mess up something, whatever it happens to be, you sympathize with them because, yeah. you know, even though you're not, you know, being, you're not available to as many people, mm -hmm. right, compared to a national broadcast, you still have an appreciation for them. Um, in terms of, my favorite memory, though, it also just popped into my head. And I know that we use him as kind of like a catchphrase or a quote, but Roger's classes, yeah. those, oh my goodness. those were memorable for me. And I still, to this day, actually use some of his advice um, whenever I'm writing analysis over opinion, because in the age of hot takes and snap reactions and opinions that are backed up without facts, you need to stand out a little bit more because you have to kind of cut through all the BS and you know, essentially set yourself apart, right? And that's what I like to do when I write is 
basically, if the reader came away from my article learning something, then I know that I've done a good job. So, you know, maybe as silly as Roger's classes were, I mean, he did, in a way, teach us a lot when it came to that mindset. Monitor yeah, industry trends. Monitor, Monitor industry, trend. industry trends. Yes, that is definitely <laughs> his favorite saying. Um, you know, it's so hard to pick a, a standout moment because I had so much fun going to this school. I mean, I didn't go away to a university. I went to U of T, but I was still at home. It was like, you know, drive in. You just didn't get that that same culture, I guess. And coming here and there's so many amazing people, small classes. You got so much one-on-one time with the instructors who as we all know, are in the industry right now. And, you know, they're very truthful about it. They teach you so much. The insight that you get, I mean, you really can't get that anywhere else. Um, What Kirby said about doing the live events, that was so much fun, like going to the Rogers Cup and doing interviews. You just feel like, wow, I'm kind of already in the industry at this point. You know, the connections. Um, It was just, it was a blast. Even playing football. I mean, my team didn't win. I think I might have made one solid that catch. That started with was, us, by the way. That was okay, yeah. so, fine. You guys got that going. So, by the, the way, lobster here, bowl. Here, here's, <laughs> the, here's the story behind that, and I'm trying to see if I get a reaction. We to took Kirby a big L on that yeah. one. Yeah. So, anyways, how it happened was there was a what we thought was a joking rivalry between year one and year two. We used to trash talk each other all the time, and then it became like, why don't we settle this? So, Dave got that. Did they still give out the crystal football? They do. Is that still, yeah, yeah. Okay, you so still that got that kicking around. So, year one, we like took it to the park, and like he actually refereed, and we had a game, and it was like, so we were. We were posting like fake advertisements, chirping them around the school and it became an actual thing. But now I saw another photo of like the most recent classes, like whoever won and it was like side three B because like the classes are bigger. Right. Now. It, wasn't <laughs> one, it, wasn't two. it was like, I guess they had to have a tournament. Oh, but yeah, anyways, went, it was just a cool way, big. but it was a good way. And we do these things at TSN. We have golf tournaments. We have like sometimes you got to yeah, get people away point. to kind of bond and then come back mm-hmm. and you're better at it. Um, but yeah, no, the football thing was a, a cool thing to get everyone out. If I had to think of a memory for me, uh, I'm going to go with something really real that happened. We had a big, I'll say, not argument, but we had someone who got really, really vocal with our team. And like I said, we were a little smaller back then, but like voices were raised, everyone, it was pretty intense and it felt like real work in our newsroom, but it was because things weren't going well. There were some people that weren't taking it serious enough and we had someone grab, you know, it was some good leadership to grab everyone together and be like, no, look, like this is how this is going to go. We need to turn this around. And sure enough, like everyone were like, okay, he was such a good guy. No one wanted to let him down. Everyone kind of brought their game up. And then they even taught us here, like real life where it's like, if you don't get your stuff done, we're not going to make it to air at our shows at six o'clock. So if you're not ready, it's going to block. And here it's only a failed grade in real life. It's, it's more important than that, but we treated it like it was the most important thing in the world. So when you got a big leadership, like I said, a teamwork going like that, you in the real newsroom that we all work in, sometimes pe- people get edgy. People like things yeah, matter. Totally. And mm-hmm. it was like, that was our first taste of like, okay, this really matters. This is, we aren't playing pretend here. We're not in front of a microphone and this is cute. And we're going to build this fake demo reel. It was actually like real life in here. That yeah. Everyone has your job for the day and you have to do it as if that's your, your, that's your salary. That's your paid gig to do whatever you are that day. And when we all got it to air that day, it was a real big bonding moment for our small class to be like, okay, we can come together and do all this. We are inexperienced. We do need help. We are learning. But it was really cool for all of us to realize that, yeah, we can pull Mm -hmm. this off. We can do this. And then everyone from that moment forward, the some people that maybe weren't taking it as serious, they kind of realized that I'm never going to make it. And especially in the way that the industry is now, like you're not going to make it if you just kind of want it or you kind of want to take it seriously. If you're not 
like full bore, a hundred percent. I I really care. Mm-hmm. And when I look around this table and Kirby across, like you see people that really genuinely, and and we just met today, but you genuinely seem like someone who you you could talk with passion about what what we're going through here. Mm-hmm. And like that's what you need to have is that passion. And uh, when you saw it out of your classmate, it made you lift up. So I thought that was really cool. Before we wrap all this up, why don't we just go around with one one quick sales pitch for CSM? I guess what was the thing that you found was the most useful when you went to, you know, the the industry. When you went into the industry, what was the most useful thing that you gathered from being at CSM? We'll start with Kirby across the way. For me, I think it was having knowledge and uh, some skills in areas that weren't my number one passion. For instance, editing or camera work. Uh, just because I wasn't doing that job, I'm a story associate at TSN and I have probably eight different jobs there where I work assignment desk or I do field producing or I'm writing scripts. I'm in the control room, but I'm not doing camera work and I'm not doing editing, but I still know what goes into good camera work and good editing. So when I'm sitting with an editor, I may not be able to do the work that they're doing as fast and as skilled as they are, but I can have an eye for what makes good TV, what looks good and what I want out of that editor. And I can articulate it to them. And I may have not had an understanding of that if I hadn't learned it here. So. It's been a while since I've done video editing, but I can sit with a video editor and get the best out of them because I know how it's done and what goes into making good television. And I think that goes for multiple skill sets uh, in the industry. What would you say is your favorite, uh, your biggest sales pitch, Spencer? Yeah, Kirby, I agree with you a thousand percent. And I was going to say something somewhat similar and and maybe, maybe like, maybe this is a little oversimplified, but i Basically, I feel at TSN working on the row, um, and, you know, new people get hired fairly often. Um, and a lot of them are from CSM, as we alluded to before. But I can honestly say that there's a noticeable difference between the people who show up at TSN fresh from here and those who come from other places. Not to say that people come from other places are less prepared or whatever, but there's certain specific things about television broadcast that you are, I think, I genuinely believe you're more ready for well, sport, coming from here. Sports is a different animal than a lot of different places, right? That's we true joke too. sometimes, I don't know about you guys, but we're in the edit suite and we might watch um, maybe a news channel, the way that they do a story and maybe they're using the same shot three times in the yeah, same 30 seconds like of video. Yeah, they'll like loop viz and yeah, stuff like that. Or, or things like that. And then you look at like how sports is done and it's like, no, 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 like a sports fan sees that. Like you're yeah. in trouble. So then you kind of, if totally. you use the the tools and stuff, like you said that you got here, it is very different for someone who went to school for everything. The expectation when you come into the sports world could be a little bit more strict. Yeah, no, I a hundred percent. I agree with you. Um, and just the appreciation for obviously the appreciation for time sensitive, everything and being ready at six o'clock or six twelve or whatever it may be and the you know ever-changing environment that is sports and the unpredictability of it and stuff but i think yeah i think the bottom line is i felt and continue to feel more prepared for whatever comes at me as a result of sort of the the framework that was laid out in the years that i was here and you could probably translate those skills that you learned here into another field like news right if you know that's sports, a great point i agree with sports, that you can do anything while if you went to school studying uh 
you know, to be a, a beat reporter on Parliament Hill, you probably can't go into the uh, Canucks locker room and, and put together <laughs> and a sort story, of parlay right? that yeah. the same so, way. That's yeah. a great point. Yeah. yeah, no, that is true. And piggybacking on Spencer's point as well, and I guess Kirby's to a slight degree, just the overall work ethic that you learn just doing the TV shows and the radio shows and all that work that goes into it when it, you're here, when you're here, yeah, you know, because then it teaches you what it's actually like when you go to work. Uh, and you're used to it at that point because you've done it probably hundreds of times in our in our cases. Whereas yeah, someone yeah. from just your typical university program, they will do it, but not nearly as much. And that was the difference that I noticed when I started at Sportsnet, even doing digital. Um, just the overall, you know, high pressure, get that breaking news out because people see it on their phones. People will see it, you know, on Twitter and whatnot. Just that pace of the fact that you know sports news and news in general is just so instant now mm -hmm. um it, it teaches you that things are time sensitive and you have to get it right so that's overall kind of what i learned here and i guess you can learn that at any other place but it's a lot different actually putting it into practice hundreds of times than it is just maybe once or twice and then going into the real thing and maybe not being as prepared yeah, I think we're all pretty much saying a very similar thing here. And everyone, as you're, you're sharing your thoughts on this, it just, it, this, mine is everything combined. It's the pressure, the fact that everything kind of felt like Ryan said earlier, it felt real. Like we had shows, you had to get to air at six o'clock, just like the real world. And as we all know in our industry and our own experience, things happen so fast if Connor mcdavid scores four goals or somebody has a no hitter going on that all you have to be so aware of that and you have to be able to react and, and pedal to the metal get it in there's no excuses it's getting bumped up to the top of the show and i think because in our environment here we really did practice that live feeling like everything did matter and uh, everybody took it very seriously and also as Kirby said actually as everyone has said the skills that we learned here being able to sit with an editor and know visually what looks good I may not be the ones with my hands on the keyboard you know doing the editing of of my product but it helps the fact that I can look at a shot and know what's going to look good and what the viewers at home are going to watch for me the biggest thing in addition to everything you guys mentioned which was how real it felt I found that the relationships that you were able to build with really important people in the industry was invaluable. I mean, I would come in and I mean, the teachers have changed, but they, the hiring practice is still very similar. It's mm -hmm. relevant, important people in the industry for me back in a hundred years ago when I started, uh, like I would watch Elliot Friedman and then come in and he was my prof the next day. And you guys mentioned Roger Lejoie, like he's yeah. the, the VP of an AHL team right now. So like these are people who have roots in the industry. And for me, it was Jim Van Horn, same sort of thing. I grew up watching him when I was four years old watching SportsCenter. Sports, Center. Sports and then, desk at 6.30. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you would come in and uh, Dave Lannis, I used to watch him as a reporter. He's the president and yeah. he, I watched him as a reporter on the yeah. score. When I was there as an intern, he was, he was a big deal. And then these are the guys teaching you lessons and they have roots in the industry why do you think so many people get hired at tsn because yeah. they know that they can say <laughs> exactly. hey this kid you know jimmy was awesome or sarah was awesome like you need to get them and then that's how all these jobs get created is because this is not only a, a school this is essentially a two-year tryout where you can prove that i deserve to be in the, in the industry so even just the people that you rub shoulders with on a day-to-day -day basis and you might add them on linkedin and facebook or get a phone number but you don't realize how important having that person in your phone is until 
you go to the Hall of Fame ceremony with me and all of a sudden I'm there with Roger Lejoie and he can help me talk to a person who and all yeah. of a sudden eight years down the line you realize that like these connections that you have actually they matter more than you know your normal oh well, that was my teacher Mrs. Smith was great or whomever nice. um, and I found that to be really really cool any final things that you guys want to mention before I, we wrap this I do up? want to say you it's not like you leave here and like, why do you think we're all here today coming back to speak on behalf and, and celebrating their 10th yeah. anniversary? It's because they do care. I still get emails, people checking in on me if there's opportunities, if they are, you know, just like Paul Smith. Love Paul Smith. He always sends a text. Hey, how are you doing? How are things going? And, it, and that just shows you're, just, you're not a number. They really do care. And the caring doesn't stop when you leave after two years. It, it never stops. And I really, truly feel that way. And the school never really ended, right? Because a lot of our classmates are now colleagues, coworkers, <laughs> and uh, even if you don't work with them, you see them out in the field in scrums. And so, if you know, even if we're not keeping in touch all the time, you're seeing them out, and and that's an opportunity re to reconnect as well. Agree. Nothing really much to add on those points because I mean, just the fact that they care and show that they care and go that extra mile to help you. Uh, further your career and just further yourself, it's it, it really does go a long way. And it, and it makes you appreciate the program and the school a lot more. And, and again, that's why we're all here, because we want to show our appreciation and give our thanks for what they've done for us. All right. Thanks a lot, guys, for participating. And uh, happy 10 years, I guess. And we'll see you all at 20. <laughs>